Yang is here. So welcome, everybody, to the Enemy Slime podcast, episode number 57. I actually knew it this time. I am your beautiful host, Jared. I have with me Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hello. Whose name I'm always inclined to say first. I don't really know why. Uh, this is so important. We're also joined by a special guest, Mr. Michael Mahoney. Nice to be here. I see. If it's his third time, is he still a special guest? I, he said he's always special. You're all special guests. We have special guest, royal guest, Jay Joseph Jr. Yeah, royals are nothing like the RPGs, say. And uh, didn't give you a quest. And we'll get there, but we also have Mr. Doug Wilson. I'm not special. He did not meet the. <laughs> he did not meet. He's so, so sad. He did not meet the royal family today. So let's just get that out of the way right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, what are you living for, I suppose? Jay, I don't want to yeah. spend I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I want to know to what extent you got to interact with the royal family. Did you were you able to touch either of them? I was not able to touch either of them, no. Did you get a photo with either of them? I was not able to get a photo with either of them. Did you take photos of either of them? Yes, I took photos of both of them. Excellent. Did they look at you? Uh, yeah, briefly. Did they look at you like like they didn't see you though, or did they look at you like, yes, there's a person? Um, Kate looked at me like she didn't see me, but she doesn't seem to like cameras. And um, you know, both looked at me like, oh, there's a person. Now, is it is it William or Harry? Which one's the one in uh, One Direction? Uh, Harry's in One Direction. Okay, so it's William who's here. Yeah. Okay, got it. Harry. What? Prince Prince Harry One Styles. One Direction. What's going on here? Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? Harry Styles, guys, get with it. Sometimes <laughs> I Americans are so goddamn ignorant; they don't know anything about <laughs> the UK. Like, if it's not President Obama, they don't know who it is. Well, I I know who the princes are, but yeah, what the hell are you talking about? One Direction. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Harry Styles. In One Direction. <laughs> he he he's a he's he's like a bad boy, but he's so good. He's so, so good. Dad. That's, that's the one that dressed up like a Nazi, right? I think that is that sure. It's probably <laughs> that seems like something old crazy Harry would do. Let me let me just say they are really nice people. No, I'm sure that I'm sure. How could they not be? They're British. They probably weren't that nice. They were just charming. Yeah, that might be true. Good day, Jay. I don't know why they would sound like that, but. <laughs> That's I've how. never trusted him since 1776. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a little bitter about that whole thing. I mean, I was a war not to have to talk about the royals. I was a little sore. I had to observe all the um, all the etiquette. So the, st- the stand when they enter the room, you know, the the you have to address them as Your Majesty the first time, and then it's Sir or Madam. Uh, but listen, my president is black, and my Lambo is blue, so I wasn't down for all that. Who did I already lose? Which of you? Oh, Michael. That's no surprise. He doesn't like talking about royals. He's just he got he probably got offended. If it was if it was the Japanese emperor, that would be different. Yeah, you know, I called him out on his lack of uh, foreign relation knowledge, and uh, I mean, you know, that's what happens. I mean, you're talking about One Direction. I'm considering dropping off too. Yeah. So everybody, let's uh, take a second. What's your favorite One Direction song? Okay. The one where, the one where they say the thing about the girl. I'll start. I'll start. I like that one, yeah. My favorite is Steal My Girl. Okay. But it's, it's a, a it's a close steal second. Steal My Girl? It's a close second to Night Changes. 
you look into Wikipedia and sing One Direction songs. No, those. I mean, those are actual songs. I know. That's why I'm asking. They're very popular. Can, can you tell me what the point of Steal My Girl is? Oh, everybody want to steal my girl. Everybody want to take her heart away. But I don't remember how. It, it goes like, ev- everybody's gonna take my girl. Something like that. Okay, that sounds about right. You sound exactly like them. You should audition for One Direction. Is that the theme song for Pornhub? <laughs> yeah, that's the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so, well, we can't... I feel like we shouldn't play Sonic or sitcom until we get Michael back. Sure. Because that's just... It's so special. I would hate for anyone to miss out on it. Well, was there any news this week? Uh, I suppose there was the Amiibo thing yesterday, which... There's also all of the stuff that was announced on the VGA. Uh, what stuff that was announced? Oh, that stuff. Yeah, there's... No one I, cares. I mean, some pretty huge announcements. Lots of previews well, no, and... It doesn't matter. No, this matters. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite Michael Look, back. man, just because you're depressed because you didn't meet the royal baby doesn't mean the rest of us have to stop living. Did you meet the, did you meet the royal baby? No. No, but I don't want to be no, the royal baby. No one here met the royal baby, so what good is anybody? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I came back. Nobody met the royal baby? Yeah, nobody. Well, I'm just going to log back off. Go I'm pretty sure Kate listens to this podcast. Yeah. Hey, seriously. Why? Yeah, uh, Kate. Kate's not going to be uh, too happy about this, but... Yeah, I'm sorry, Kate. All right, I'm, well, I'm sorry about all those mean things I said about you. You're a very nice lady. I'm so glad. I'm glad that you got to meet Prince Prince Willie and uh, and Kate Upton. That's and, and Katie. Katie. Katie Perry. Um, Katie girl. Katie Perry, the president of England. So let's talk a little. We actually bit. had a, we actually had to delay an enemy slime article for the Royals. That's that's true. The New York shut down, and then we had to delay an enemy slime article. So they affect everything. Yeah. So. They, they've kind of messed with all of our plans. But you know what? It's okay because it's all in the name of diplomacy. And yeah. when when the United Kingdom signs their next, uh, you know, like when they renew their America Treaty or, or whatever that is, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that they'll remember. I'm sure. I don't think we're very good at world events. <laughs> That's funny because I thought Enemy Slime was an American-based media Mega corporation. What well, is? But that doesn't mean that we're not up to date on who the president of England is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we don't know these things. It's Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Tony Tony Danza. No, Tony, Tony Randall. Tony Randall. The guy Fox guy. Yeah, Tony Randall. Mr. Bean. Um, Benedict Cumberbriches. This guy who does P90X. It's that guy. <laughs> You know the one. Terminator? Yeah, that guy. Um, so I may not be a royal, but I have a chance to be because the Wii Fit Trainer Amiibo was discontinued. So I don't. I, maybe somebody can explain this to me. I don't understand what the purpose of this would be. Um, they Nintendo has, has crafted their marketing statement about this very uh, cleverly, but... I've never even seen a Martha Amiibo. Like, I don't, I don't think any stores actually carried one. Like, if you go to Target's website, it says not available in stores. They only sold it on their online store. And so Nintendo's talking about trying to accommodate, like, retail shelf space and how they have to worry about that kind of thing, but they weren't even selling because, it on retail shelf space anyway. Because they give a shit about it. But, I, I don't know. I don't honestly have any... Any theories that can be okay, but here's the thing. 
I was under the impression that the Wii Fit Trainer wasn't so, because I got one, which I wasn't supposed to get one. I was supposed to get Zelda, and they sent me that one instead. Yeah, I, um, they're similar. <laughs> they're both girls. They're both girls. But um, you know, I was under the impression maybe the Wii Fit Trainer just wasn't selling well. But no. you tell me she sold out. Yeah, I mean, all all three of them sold out. That's why you can't buy one anywhere. Like it's not like. It's not like they're sitting on this stack of Wii Fit Trainers and Villagers, and they're like, well, fuck, I guess we better stop making these. It's like they did a run, a seemingly limited run, because most retailers didn't even get those, and uh, now apparently they're already gone. So uh, someone contacted Nintendo about it. I guess Nintendo's statement is that they are going to always try and make sure that Amiibos like Mario and Link are available, but because of retail constraints... Uh, other amiibos, less popular characters, will not see any prints after their initial run. <laughs> if they sold out, how can you say they're not popular? I, I don't know. Point. That's why none of these makes any sense. The thing about it is, is what they're basically doing now is passing on money. This this kills their like, next. You, you want to give them their money, and then you can't because they don't have the stuff to give you. This is this is like a scalper issue now too because this is going to kill their next run because already Marth and the others are fetching like super high collector prices and oh, I'm going to use my Wii Fit trainer to abolish my college debt. I guarantee you when the December batch comes out uh they're going to all get snatched up because people are going to try and figure out you know well which ones will they discontinue and the answer is probably most of them cuz I imagine the base set that they plan on keeping around forever is probably already out you know, this is going. You know what I want to happen? I want this to be like the Pokemon cards again, where you have like all of these like fifty-year-olds obsessively like hoarding Pokemon cards, and then they were completely worthless. I I, I always remember. Oh, it with I would love it if that happened. That too. There was like a local story I remember about this woman who spent like her life savings on Beanie Babies, and then the retail value of them just plummeted, and they were worth nothing. Beanie Babies Sorry. are coming back in a big way. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, I gave, I gave all my Beanie Babies. I believe the article was about Doug. Yeah. They're coming back, damn it. <laughs> oh, we have, a, we have one set of Amiibos. Um, the sales price is $450. <laughs> Fuck me. See, like, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. I'll be interested to see what happens next run. Um, I would definitely recommend that you pick up, like, a Little Mac and keep it in the box and wait about four weeks well, when it's I, already well, dried up. You know, uh, before I sent my, I was gonna, I was gonna send my Wii Fit trainer back, but now I'm not. You know, clearly that would be a bad idea. Now, uh, to be to be fair, they haven't said that they're never coming back. They still list yeah, them which, on their website. You know, it's gonna be one. It's gonna like when you do that for some like collectors are really kind of uh, anal about things. So it's like, oh, we need the first edition one. We yeah, that's second edition one. That's true too. They're going to do like a Disney vault strategy. Yeah. Now, the other thing that a lot of people have noticed is that a couple other Nintendo products are a little hard to find at retail right now. And that would be the GameCube controllers that they released and the uh, GameCube adapter for the Wii U. So if you weren't lucky enough to pick up a Smash Brothers Wii U adapter bundle, you probably don't have it. Like, there's, there's not really a way to go buy it right now. So, and same deal. They're not really saying in anything about when they plan to replenish that stock or, or if they plan to replenish it. Hey, guys, remember how Nintendo was going to go out of business? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I, I want to give them some money. 
You can't because they don't have enough uh, capacity to meet the demand right now. It doesn't even feel like that, though. It doesn't feel like they don't have the manufacturing capacity. Like, the hard part should be done, it seems like, as far as manufacturing goes. It seems well, to me like they're just unwilling to p- maybe, like, risk making that much product that doesn't get sold. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. This is classic inventory control. This right, well, the Wii U thing. Anyway... They don't want to be sitting on unsold inventory, so they just didn't make enough. That happens a lot. Nintendo was developer of the year, according to the BGAs, even though they only developed one video game this year. They didn't develop one video game. Yeah, they only developed one. I mean, they published a ton, but they only developed one. What? How do you figure that? What game is it you think they developed? Mario Kart. Well, they also they developed Captain Toad. Uh, oh, okay. That's the yeah. year for the... Developer of the year. I mean, te- put, you, put you in your place. Technically, <laughs> you might be able to say that they developed um, Smash Brothers, but I could see where you'd come from with the Namco Bandai uh, label. Um, and same for Donkey Kong. Um, that was them too. So they made games. Okay. And to their credit, well, it's just they were up against. Well, they, who were they up? Well, they were up against Ubisoft. Okay. They don't deserve <laughs> to win. Ubisoft, uh, uh, Electronic uh. Arts, I think, is one of them. Telltale Games was up there, though. Yeah, and if you want to talk about, like, a hardworking dev, like, shit, I can't think of somebody better than Telltale, but I, I think Nintendo had a pretty remarkable year. So, did, I mean, as a, as a publisher, and I'm not debating that, I'm just debating, debating them as a developer, you know. But that's because, you know, uh, oh my god, I'm just, like... All the games my, they developed the worked... No one else can really say that except Telltale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and then Game of Thrones barely worked for my PlayStation. So. Yeah, that's true. It, it has some trouble. Um. All right. So, what else about the VGAs? Let's, I guess if we talk about what they announced. Those um, are all at the VGAs, right? Most of them. So, uh, Sony had the PlayStation Experience, which was the day after the VGAs. Right. And they revealed a bunch of stuff, too. But I feel like the most new IPs came out of uh, the VGAs. I would say the big stuff is The Legend of Zelda got a pretty, like, like 15-minute preview. Um, Metal Gear Online premiered, and I don't really think it looks that special. Um, We got some Bloodborne footage... Which I mean, it looks good. It looks like Dark Souls. It's probably, probably gonna be good. Um, I, I maybe... want to talk about the order. Oh, the order eighteen eighty six. Sure. What? Uh, that I thought their trailer was kind of underwhelming. Like it didn't really show yeah, much. It wasn't. Well, you know what they're saying, right? Yeah, you you uh, had linked earlier to them talking about the number of frames per second that the game's gonna run. Yeah, so they're gonna only gonna they're not you know they're gonna strive between twenty four and thirty frames per second, and not sixty because it's more uh, film like. Right, right, more it's more, more like cinematic. It's more cinematic. Yeah, it's like going um, to the movies and having a popcorn and getting a hand job. I so I feel like you know we've kind of beat this horse to death a little bit on the podcast, but um, I would like to say, like officially as a as a filmmaker, as like someone who does that as his day job. No one who works in film actually wants to be restricted to 24 frames per second, right? And then you read all this bullshit online about, oh, how The Hobbit looked terrible because it was at 48 frames. And they make up a bunch of weird shit as to why it didn't look good. And the reason it didn't look good is because film is, you know, um, 
the production behind the film, like the mise-en-scene, if you like, is um, based on the camera technology that we have now, which captures between like 16 frames per second and 30 frames per second, and doesn't go much higher than that. So there's a ton of films that if you, you know, blow them up to like 48 frames per second, they're going to look super fake because the props and the set design and all that stuff isn't made for the frame rate. Um, so if you want to see a really fucking good looking film that's at 60 frames per second, all right, and I strongly advise this, you could go out and you could watch 60 frames per second porno, pornography. Because that looks really incredible in 60 frames per second. And if you don't want to watch pornography, eh, I guess you can watch a 60 frames per second nature documentary. But that's not as exciting. And porn is nature. <laughs> can, I, can I watch like a nature documentary of animals fucking? You can watch nature documentary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Don't what? worry, Lucio. There's something for you. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually serious about that. Because, you know, you know, you know porn and nature dots, right? Travelogs. They don't have to, they're out there getting like real life shit. They don't have to worry about, you know, and they, they're not super worried about their production budgets. So they can just take the camera and roll on whatever the fuck they want. And if you look at like the motion and the detail of these things, um, you know, uh, of the nature doc, the detail of the nature doc, it's uh, really incredible. Um, so this, this thing that it's like more, more, a higher film quality, like everyone has to remember film is restricted by its technology and we're trying to break that and we're trying to figure out how to do better than that so for video games that can already do better than that to go back and say oh well it's it's going to be more film quality they sound like they sound like assholes because that's not actually true honestly i think 30 frames per second is pretty much the minimum that you need to have for a game to be playable yeah exactly and that's the other thing that's the minimum about like i would you know i I, personally i'm one of those people who doesn't really care too much if a game reaches 60 frames but it at least needs to have 30 so i can like you know I, react to shit. If, if it reaches 60 frames right and if they do it properly and they do like 1080p and they do the textures and the details that they need to it's going to look amazing oh and, of course i'm know, not arguing they, that but you you know you bring up a great point because we're not talking about you know with a movie you sit down and we're kind of trained to watch movies a certain way, right? We're trained to watch movies in 24 frames per second. So if it's slightly jittery, you know, if things don't all uh, kind of move smoothly, then we're trained to appreciate that because that's how movies have always been and that's how we've always known to have been. But when you translate that to a video game, to an interactive medium, then that's when things get, like, unplay- like literally unplayable. <laughs> Your character yeah. is jerky. You know, they can't move around. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous that you would say this is a good thing. Who has had this experience where, like, you input a command and it happens, like, two seconds later and it fucks you up and it makes you rage quit? I mean, yeah. Nobody likes that. That's not fun. I mean, yeah. it, it, it can be construed as a good thing to drop your frames per second if they're doing kind of what the order's doing and they're doing it in exchange for a game that looks really, really, really fucking good. Um, but they're not portraying it that way. They're not saying like, hey, we wanted to make this game look as absolutely like eye-popping as possible, so we had to sacrifice the frames per second. They're giving us this marketing bullshit about like, oh, we wanted it to feel like a movie. And that's not that's not what the situation is. The situation's just that they didn't want to sacrifice the visual integrity of the product to make something that is arguably superior in performance. And that's kind of you... my point. Is I'm willing to take 30. And, and, you don't and, have to reach 60 all the time. Yeah. Right. No, that's true. And and I think that um, 
you know, people in the video game industry make some really stupid arguments in terms of frames per second. Like I saw one argument that the brain can't process more than 48 frames per second, which is absolute bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit. And in fact, it's the opposite. It's like if once you go lower 48 frames per second, you're starting to strain the eye and you're starting to strain the brain. So the higher you get, the better it is for uh, human visual uh, motion. So it's like you know, complete BS when they talk about it in the video game industry. Should we, um, should we play Sonic or sitcom? <laughs> sure. Can we play this funny game? Now, now, Sonic, now Sonic is a movie. It, that is real film quality. <laughs> I have to say, though, that I, one thing before we start with that. <laughs> I saw um, in, the, um, in the previous set, we're getting uh, Going Home in Space. But then... There's a much more interesting game, like right below it. That's like basically Gravity, the game. Right. So we have we have Tacoma, and then you're talking about Adrift. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Adrift. Um, Adrift looks really cool, and it uses yeah. the. Uh, it's supposedly built around the Oculus Rift, so. Um, that could be neat. Yeah, it, it looks it looks really really neat. So I'm excited so to see like, more of that. Kind of like Gravity, the video game. Yeah, yeah. it looks a lot it's like Gravity, the video game. So I see. Until Dawn is finally supposed to come out. And, yeah, um, that looks okay. interesting. I, I shamefully admit I want to play it. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a survival horror that was a slasher movie before. So, you just want to play uh, as the cheerleader with the fucking doll. Hey, don't judge me. And I could already do that. I have uh, what's what's the name of it? That really fantastic survival horror, obscure that everyone played and loved. Yes, that yeah. Day. <laughs> it's funny that that game is called <laughs> Obscure. <laughs> it's literally. It's. I. I think. I'm you know what? Though, it before you're literally it reminded like me a lot of. Uh, it reminded me a lot of that one scene in Heavy Heavy Rain that's kind of like there for no reason, where uh, what's her name is having a dream. Oh, where, where she she's just gets in like, her underwear. Yeah, <laughs> and then like like some rapist chases her around the apartment, and it's not even yeah. real, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a dream sequence. <laughs> you're like, what? The you just wanted to put her in her underwear, didn't you? Yeah, that part was pretty tough. I'm, pretty hot. Uh, I'm glad we all <laughs> glad we all made it through. I'm glad Doug could read the subtext of what I was saying. Let me. Uh, it's because you have to play it with one hand. They got it. <laughs> Any anything else that came out of the VGAs? Oh, maybe we should talk no about Sky. We should talk about No Man's Sky really quick because um, I don't get it. Can someone explain it? It's a flying around and looking simulator. That that's what I'm getting from this. Why? So Mirror Moon Part Two. I I was so like I was so stoked when the first trailer came out, but like the further this game gets, the less and less it seems like there's going to be some game to it. Like, I don't know. I'm willing, we going I'm willing to, to give it a chance until when it's released. Yeah, sure, I am too. I'm not saying that I'm not like oh, it's going to be bad, but I'm starting to become but, wary. But it's procedurally generated. Who fucking cares? Yeah, that bothers me. It's like it's one every of those, atom, it's, you know it's not every atom. It's like having a superpower where like really, really nasty tasting milk comes out of your nipples. Like, <laughs> it's a it's a stupid superpower. Like and you can be like, look how much milk I made. And so you're saying you read my comic book and you didn't like it. <laughs> when they say like procedurally generated, it's like, well, I mean that's great. So every landscape's gonna be different, but like, after a while, they're gonna unless they've created like literally thousands and thousands of different like trees and animals and 
and plants, it's all eventually going to kind of just look the same anyway. I'm going to really draw Smire here. Here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. I think this technology they've developed is really cool for a screensaver. Like it would be <laughs> it would be an awesome screensaver that travels these procedurally generated planets <laughs> and shows you oh, like these God. cool aliens walking on the planet. But I don't understand so, why I want to do that. I want that for all of my computers. I mean, it literally is Mirror Moon. Like, it's almost Mirror so, Moon. Can, can we, um, how about The Witcher 3? Because that got delayed. It did, back to May, which is which is good. Um, no game ever got delayed and then turned out worse because of it, I don't think. <laughs> Watch Dogs, maybe? Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs didn't turn out worse. Watch no, Dogs was no, going to no, be come, bad. No, 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 forever. <laughs> Watch Dogs turned out worse. We all saw the original videos of Watch Dogs. Oh, I guess that's true. Like. Yeah, if you ba- if you compare it to their E3 footage, yeah, I guess that delay really hurt them. Um, I d- I well, you know, let's be honest. I mean, I think CD Projekt Red is one of those devs that has proven that at least they do care about the quality of the product. So yeah, I think C I think CD Projekt Red really like stands by the product. I just think that they're not very good at getting it done and out the door. And working. Oh no, I'm planning to buy this like a year after it's released. <laughs> Once all the patches are out. I mean, hopefully, in theory, the game and the series has become so popular that this time they're going to have everything they need to make it work. But um, I've heard a lot of rumblings that this game is struggling a little bit to live up to the marketing expectations that have been laid upon it. Yeah, because because uh, they they're promising a lot. A lot. Yeah, they're. Kind yeah. of like, kind of like Dragon 10, Age Inquisition. 1080p and 60 FPS. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, yep. I don't think that's happening. You shouldn't. Have They're done promising that. an enormous world, which is why, considering that none of your games have really had like an enormous world before. I don't get it. I don't want The Witcher to have that. I want The Witcher to like be all hardcore and you know make me feel bad about the choices that I made. You know that kind of thing. That's what you go there for. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Anyway, I don't know. So I, 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 don't, uh, I don't know. The more, the more I look at these games, it seems like the more there's talk, there's to talk about. Uh, so, Jack, do you not feel anything for before? Uh, I really like Face Punch. Obviously, um, mm. I think Rust is a great game. I think that they totally took it off the rails, and I don't really understand what they're trying to do to it now. But <laughs> what they made initially is a great game. Um, I don't know. I need to know more about it before I make a judgment call on what I think of before. Like, I'm not even clear. Is it is it multiplayer? I don't even really know. It sounds Hello. like Rush, only this time you control a tribe instead Here. of one bald, naked guy. Did everybody watch the trailers on the premiere article? Yeah. yeah. Or close to? Let's mm. let's be negative for yes. a second. Sure. Uh, let's, let's be negative. Which premiere do you think looks the least interesting or the least exciting? Oh my god, there's a couple. Because I, th- I, I have human, a, hu- human element. Human I'm element. Zombies. Human oh, element. This comes from the. This comes from I the, actually forgot about king. human element. <laughs> or the only, the only runner up here is Godzilla. Godzilla looks like it is. <laughs> it wasn't really a preview, it was just. Uh, yeah. Trailer. Yeah, they're both just cinematics. I actually didn't. On the article, I did not include one for it's like Hazelmark or something like that, um, because it's just a guy being like, "I made a studio," and then he showed a video of two guys like riding in a box car. 
I mean, I gotta say, Metal, Metal Gear Online's <laughs> underwhelming. We've always had Metal Gear multiplayer. I'm really worried about Tacoma because, uh, you know, Gone Home. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on it. Like I particularly like Gone Home, but if they keep making the same game over and over, then I, it's not yeah. going to get them anywhere. I don't know if Lightning will strike twice there, but I mean, especially when there's a lot of games that are coming out of Space Team that are interesting. We don't we I, don't know anything about it though, so I mean, it, there's still plenty of time for that. To, that's true. I, mean, oh, that's I already true. read it. One 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 out of five. That's it. Oh, oh I I got I got to <laughs> say that. Uh, again, I will reinforce this. The trailer I am most interested in is Until Dawn. I am totally down to run around as a blonde girl in a towel away from an axe murderer. Really? You, Jay? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I know you wouldn't think it at all, but <laughs> I would be completely for that. So are we in agreement then that human element is the... Uh... I think so. I think, I, think, I think it sounds at least inspired. You know, it's like zombies are are kind of uh outdated and the whole the whole kind of like survival slash fps thing is like overdone now it's just kind of what's even the point why are you even making this yeah and especially if you're talking about i think what you put on your blur was that the twist was that it showed like that people are the monsters or something which is what every <laughs> zombie which is what every zombie well we had the, we had the podcast last week yeah <laughs> so we are the Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean that was their that was more their terminology than mine because I. No, I know. I'm sure that you. There's nothing. Be. There's nothing really remarkable about that to me. Because you're not a video game journalist, I assume that you actually got it from them and you didn't just make shit up. So let's uh, let's take a moment now that we talked about the VGAs. Which, by the way, let me comment on just the awards in general. It was much better than the year prior. Um, but now, now it's still a, it's still a long fucking commercial. I don't know how anyone can go to the VGA. It is. They're not watching a long fucking commercial. It is, but it had okay moments. Like I don't know if you watched the tribute that they did to uh, Roberta and Ken Williams, but like it was it was really nicely done and really well put together. Um, so I mean, it had it had moments, which is still better than what the. Uh, 2013 VGAs had. Well, last year they were just a joke, and like the host treated it like a joke. And he's a comedian that doesn't know anything about video games. Let's so expect it, but and, and and just so clearly didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, like just was done. <laughs> he's definitely there just for a paycheck. Yeah, so I hope you got it. Um, before my sweet sweet phone battery dies, let's for the love of God, Sonic or sitcom. All right, listen. So here. Here's the game for all of you at home, because you you can play along. Um, Sonic Boom, the hit new cartoon, is out, and I have taken some Sonic Boom plot synopses, and uh, I've also taken some episode plot synopses for popular 90s to 2000s sitcoms, hit sitcoms. And I've replaced the names with the, the names of, of the new Sonic characters. And your goal is to tell me whether or not the plot that I'm reading to you is from Sonic Boom or a popular sitcom. And so you, do we have to guess the sitcom as well? You can sitcom. get extra points if you can guess the sitcom. Okay. So mm-hmm. everybody, everybody ready? Yes. Okay. All right. When we begin with this, this one, uh, when Styx, which I should mention is a new character in Sonic Boom, when Styx is invited to a fancy gala, she admits that she doesn't know how to behave in polite society. 
Amy teaches her how to be a lady. <laughs> Sonic or sitcom? That sounds like, that, that sounds like a Fresh Prince storyline. Okay, Jay votes sitcom with Fresh Prince. Anybody else? You know, I'm going go to go with Sonic. Doug goes with Sonic. What's everybody else? Lucia, what are you, what are you, what's your choice? I'm actually just going to guess I'm going to go with Sonic. Okay, and Michael? I'm going to say sitcom. Sounds like an episode of Full House or something. All right. It that is. Sounds what, what, yeah. It is indeed Sonic Boom. Okay. Oh, my. Six is invited to a fancy gala. Amy teaches her to be. Who's she fucking invited by? Who, who's on this planet <laughs> aside from a fucking little animal? All right. Robotnik. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> next, yeah. next one. Let's try again. When Dr. Eggman discovers that a magazine wants to do a spread on his house. <laughs> He enlists Amy's help in sprucing up the place. Okay, this is home improvement. Yeah, that's to be a sitcom. Okay, every, every, is that everybody's vote? Sitcom? Dharma and Greg. Dharma and Greg. Yeah, sitcom. It is Sonic Boom. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Doctor, There's no way. Yep, a magazine wants to do a spread on Dr. Eggman's house. Oh, what the oh, fuck? This is based off like the Sonic 2 world. Oh, I got you. <laughs> What the fuck? That sounds, no, that sounds like an episode of fucking King of the Hill. That's like literally yeah, seriously. King of the Hill. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. Sonic incurs Amy's ire when he chooses a weekend of video gaming with the guys over a birthday party for her aunt. I wanted to say Big Bang Theory. Everybody else? You're 90s, though. You said 90s. Are these only 90s or do you say 2000s as well? I, I, I mixed it up a little bit. That I think my I think Lucio's right. It's Big Bang Theory. I'm gonna say Sonic. Uh, I'm gonna go with sitcom on this one. Okay, uh, it is indeed a sitcom. It is the Big Bang Theory. You guys were right. right. Well done. Uh. All right. All right. Uh, next up, Sonic forgets about Tails' birthday, so a last-minute oh. party is concocted with the help of the gang. Sticks accidentally tells Tails that Sonic put the party together in 15 minutes, which causes drama. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the classic sitcom Martin. <laughs> Saved by the Bell? No. Yeah. I'm going to go with Sonic. Sonic and uh, Michael, what's your vote? I'll stick with Sonic too. That sounds, sounds about right. All right. Uh, it is actually an episode of Full House. Where DJ forgets Kimmy's birthday. Uh, fucking DJ. Throws together a last minute party. How could you do that? All right, you guys should be able to get this one. Sticks, Sticks and Knuckles go back in time on board a 1700s pirate <laughs> vessel where they are made to walk the plank after Knuckles accidentally drops his time travel watch overboard. Can they escape back to their present time before they become shark bait? I'm pretty sure this was an episode of Frasier. This is Family Matters. Yeah, it does sound like Family Matters. I this is like Urkel that. made a time machine. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. This is it, fa- sounds- it is Family Matters. Okay. Yes. Ur- Urkel and Carl went back in time. It, oh, that sounds like something only Family Matters. Like, uh, family Matters saw all these fucking weird Urkel and Carl episodes. Like, does anyone remember when Urkel was like a cop for a day? That sounds like no. something that could happen. <laughs> Why not? He was an astronaut in like the series finale. Like he goes into space. <laughs> and then there's a time whenever he came Jaleel White. Yeah, um, in the last season he gets a makeover 
Uh, we're so well, off no, track. Uh, <laughs> he, he, no, it's because it's his evil twin, but his evil twin is his real life actor. Who and it's not off track because the real life actor also played Sonic the Hedgehog back then. That's true. It's actually there's more right. of a connection there it's than Stephane. you might think. All right, next next one. All right, uh, Amy proposes that Styx gets a pet to learn how to love animals, and she assigns Sonic against his will to go pet shopping with her. Styx quickly takes a liking to a dog and names it Buster, but Sonic thinks the dog is disgusting, and soon the whole house is annoyed by its antics. I'm, that sounds like an Earthworm Jim thing, so I'm going to say Sonic. <laughs> I think Sonic Boom. Yeah. I want to say Sitcom. It is indeed an episode of Sonic Boom. Well done. <laughs> uh, let's see. Amy and Eggman play a pretty puppy MMO together without letting anyone else know. What? Sonic catches Eggman at Amy's house. Amy and Eggman end up going to PuppyCon to the reluctance of Sonic, who winds up going as well. What the fuck? This is Big Bang Theory. It has to be. It's it has to be enough. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it sounds like it, too. Michael, is that your vote, too? Fuck, man. I don't know. Uh, what, what sure. What the Cleveland show? If it's not Big Bang Theory, I'm going to say the Cleveland show. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, actually, yeah. It is Sonic Boom. What? What? <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. It Who is. the fuck is true? That's exactly. not true at all. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Wait, in, in, the sitcom, or in, in Sonic Boom, does he still go fast? <laughs> And he drives his car. <laughs> when he drives this reminds you like that, that, that remake of the Looney Tunes that came out a few years ago, where like Bugs was had a job and shit. Oh yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, the really depressing Looney Tunes show. Yeah, came. where they were like uh, adults, and I'm like, what? Are you? <laughs> yeah, that was like that, that bummed me out. That cartoon. It's like uh, like in the next episode, you know. Sonic can pay his bills, so he has to go get a loan at the bank. <laughs> Sonic waits in the unemployment line. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the last one? Yeah, let's go. I don't know. All right. Tails gives his cuckoo clock to Eggman, who finds that it makes too much noise and donates it to a charity auction. Later, Knuckles and Tails realize that the clock he gave away might be a very valuable antique and worth a lot of money. They then begin to come up with ways to get the clock back. Golden Girls. I don't know. That sounds like Full House. Mm. It sounds like Family Guy. It sounds like it's it, it's gonna be. This is literally every single sitcom ever. Everyone's done this plot. The old. It could, it could actually be uh, Sonic Boom Two for what we just saw. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. The old antique clock <laughs> plot. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys. Hey, well, knew. it's not so much the old antique plot, but you know. X gives away X, and then X additionally gives away X, and then X originally wants X back. You know, it's all it's a, it's a classic plot. Well, congratulations! You knew it wasn't Sonic. It, this was <laughs> an episode of Martin. Okay. Well. <laughs> and there you go. That, ladies and gentlemen, Sonic or sitcom? Well, it depressed. sounds like it sounds like Sonic yeah. Boom is very inspired and very creative. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, I expected nothing from Sonic, and I'm still kind of depressed. I, 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 I still can't believe that featuring Eggman's house in a fucking magazine. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> this is like a children's show, right? Like, I, I, I guess. Like, they're not, like, like doing, like, heavy themes and stuff on this. No. Sonic gets raped, and they have to... <laughs> oh, my God. And Styx has to console him. I mean, that could be one, too. Wasn't the original very like, ABC episode. cartoon actually like a fairly dark imagining yeah, the, of the Sonic the, world? 
the the Saturday morning cartoon was actually fairly dark, but it was before they got super gay with how dark it was. Um, okay, well, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do another one with the with the cartoon. But the Saturday morning cartoon was like kind of my shit back in the day. You know, I I don't know how I feel about it now. I yeah, I can't imagine it. it's held up, but I do remember it being fairly adult for its time for yeah, for was, a cartoon directed dark. children. Because like all of them were because. Um, Robotnik, who was properly Robotnik back then, had basically destroyed the world, and uh, Sonic and all his friends were like freedom fighter holdouts. It was uh, it was basically Far Cry Four, only with better writing. Didn't a lot of people <laughs> die for a cartoon back yeah, then? A lot of people died. What? Like like Sonic, Sonic, a lot of Sonic's family died in that cartoon. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, it wasn't so much that it was it was roboticizing because they roboticized his uncle and he thought his uncle was gone forever, and then in later seasons they bought his uncle back. Um, really high stakes with that uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Did his uncle tell him that he had to go fast for responsibilities? Right before he died, after a mugger yes. shot him in a carjacking, <laughs> he tells Sonic that he's got to go fast. <laughs> to its credit, at least at least the ABC cartoon he did run fast. Gotta go, fast gotta go fast yeah, to heaven. And, and he got, when he got a ring, he could go super fast. And he never had quibbles with his roommates about dogs. <laughs> In fact, I think I remember the final episode. The final episode, uh, Sonic and what's the name of the squirrel? It's like Amy or, or Nicole or she has like a really weird because it's such a normal name. You don't expect a squirrel to have this name. So Sonic and, um, and she's Princess. Princess Sally. So Sonic and Princess yeah. Sally, they ha- they take a power ring together, and then they basically use it to trash a uh, Robotnik's entire little fortress. Right? They just like rip it the fuck apart, and then they make out at the end of it, and that's the end of the series. Are you huh? serious? Yes, uh, I'm 100 percent serious. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> that sounded good to me. I don't. <laughs> A blue hedgehog and whatever Sally is making out. A squirrel. A blue hedgehog and a squirrel. A squirrel who wears a vest but nothing else. So it's really weird that she has like this one piece of clothing and then doesn't wear anything else. Didn't it? Did Gadget on the Rescue Rangers have pants? Yeah, Gadget had pants. Gadget was fully clothed. The ones with penises didn't have pants. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) They rarely came up. (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's a there's a robot there's a robot chicken sketch about actually about that about the rescue rangers where gadget decides to stop wearing pants so all the other characters have just set to whack it furiously when they see her. <laughs> there you go all right so well, now we've gone off rails anyway these are dark what times are we talking about? dark days oh, yeah, so um let's see what now? <laughs> video games? Should we talk about those? <laughs> yeah, we could do video games. What, uh, what's everybody been playing? I'm trying to think. Obviously, uh, Dragon Age is pretty much wrapped up. Um, oh, shit. Oh, so, Jay. so Far, Far Cry is wrapped up, but <laughs> I, I, I had that. No, because I'm really pissed off that I have this video, that I, the 13-second Far Cry video I made. <laughs> so and just, it climbed... It climbed to 7,000 hits in two days, <laughs> which is, like, more than anything I've ever actually put effort into online. It's like Pie. <laughs> it's such a stupid video, because it's just a... Uh, it's, it's, re- it's really not, though. It's perfect. 
It's um, actually pretty funny. It's the perfect video. You know what? I want to and now just, Jared is going to put it in the car in the yeah, I, I, so I can get it, even more hits. I'll, I'll let you put it in the in the podcast articles. I won't even spoil what the video is. It's just God. It's a good video. I, it deserved seven thousand hits. <laughs> I'm not saying days. I'm not saying none of your other things deserved seven thousand hits either. Uh, oh my bad. It's up to eight thousand hits. Is it? <laughs> I think it'll hit ten at least. Damn. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. So, yeah, anyway, um, Far Cry 4 may be gone, but from the ashes rises the hit new game, The Crew. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tell me about uh, The Crew, Jay. It's pretty, oh my God, I, 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 I would rather pull my toenails out. And continue to play this game. Like I actually don't know how I'm going to get through a decent amount of it to actually review it. It's it's basically the worst Ubisoft game I played this year. Wow, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, that is uh, a bold statement, my friend. Well, imagine if it was as boring as Watch Dogs. Only the only thing you could do in Watch Dogs was the driving. You can't you can't get out of the car. It's Watch Dogs, but you're trapped in the car. <laughs> but you're trapped in the car all the time. So, I mean, the driving is better than Watch Dogs, but the driving's not, I wouldn't call it good. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's much better than any driving Ubisoft has ever done in the past, but for racing Okay, well, games, but let's compare them with people who actually can program good driving. So, is it better than GTA Five? No. Wow, okay. Why is that your go I was going to go to, like, Gran Turismo after this, but, I mean, damn. It's, it's definitely better not than better GTA than Four, which people complained about. The driving. It's better than GTA Four. Well, that's good, at least. So the car doesn't, like, the faster you go, slowly just remove itself from the ground. <laughs> I'm glad it can beat a, a game from six years ago. So that's good. It, it's, I mean, and the, the driving is so fucking weird. It's like everything, everything about it just feels so off, right? Like, like the, the steering just feels slightly off. And um, the handling just feels, like, slightly off. Like, you have a car that's, uh, close to the ground, and it just feels slightly too floaty. Um, you know, and nothing, nothing like too painful, but it's like just everything combines. And I think the worst thing is kind of the uh, breaking and the turning, because goddamn, you you will hit a turn in this game, and you will go flying like the fuck out of control and just greening into everything and hitting walls and all the shit. And like the physics are just really fucking bizarre right like like all the cars feel a little too light it's like, it's almost the opposite of uh watchdogs and gta 4 right because you could say those cars felt a little too heavy so everything in the crew feels just slightly too light and um the physics of everything is uh, about as bad as the driving physics in um other ubisoft games because like look you play far cry you get in a car and then you crash into another car and what happens right and not a whole lot, and just kind of lightly bounce, and it feels more like you do a helium balloon into a ball pit than you crash the car. And the same thing with you know in Watch Dogs. I think I was driving at at high speed once. I crashed into the broadside of a garbage truck with this little sports car, and the garbage truck just goes flying off like a little air hockey puck, like all the way down the street. So that's what the driving in uh, the crew is like, but it's not. You know, so you'll 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 crash into another car, but it just feels like really light, like a little love tap, and this car will go flying slightly down the road, and there's like just no weight to it, and it, it feels 
um, more like bumper cars than an actual crash. But here's the weird thing about it. Every once in a while, you will get into a bad crash in the game. And it actually seems to happen more in these uh, missions. Oh, they bought the best thing that everyone loves from Open World Games back. Missions where you have to preserve the uh, car. So it can't take any damage. Oh, those are great. Yeah. So in those missions, you crash into something and even the lightest tap will be really fucking hard. It's almost like the physics change just to make that mission harder. Um, And they seem to use that, that gameplay design a lot where you know ubi ubi i I generally get mad at this where ubi sapo artificially ratchet up the difficulty of their games but in the crew it's worse than usual because you'll be driving a race and you'll pull into first place of the race and at the start of the race the car driving ai will be like really fucking bad like there was one time i was really slow and i crashed into a couple of walls and i see the cars behind me driving literally at five miles per hour so it's like they, they, they just like literally slow down so I can win the race. And um, there's another early race like early on where I was losing and the lead car was all the way a fucking head and I figured I would have to restart this. But then the lead, the lead car takes like a completely wrong turn and she just drives off into another city and I win the race. It's the Ubisoft pity system. <laughs> <laughs> But then you have races that are like the completely opposite, like as the game goes on, because you'll be racing and then you'll probably make a car literally like eat your dust and you'll race off and you'll be right at the finish line. And then here's come this thing. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog. It's got to go fast. It's like just blurs past you and it hits the finish line. So it's like this this weird all over the place difficulty. And it's another, you know, it's got every fucking thing wrong with it that every Ubisoft game has had wrong with it this past year so it has these long ass tutorials it's like oh you need to learn how to drive a car well you hit the accelerator to drive forward and that's how you drive a car but it doesn't actually explain how to do everything like it took me forever to figure out how i actually level up in that game because they didn't fucking explain that but they explain all this other frivolous shit that i didn't need to know and the storyline is the most fucking awful thing ever it's like 20 year old heisenberg only if he wasn't fucking interesting and if he was a giant douchebag turd uh, going ahead and participating in this Fast and Furious movie where he's hired by undercover cops to go ahead and spy on this guy named Shiv, uh, who's, like, dangerous just because the plot says so, and it's got the most boring characters ever. I'm tired of this Gordon Freeman-looking motherfucker and and his little <laughs> controller Zoe, whatever her name is. You know, it's just, like, completely bad, bland characters. They're worse than Watchdog. They are... They're worse characters than Watch Dogs, and Watch Dogs characters were really fucking boring and bland, and, you know, the characters in Far Cry 4 were flat-out bad people, and you didn't want to like them, and I, I, I'm impressed that the crew even has a storyline, and I'm impressed that the storyline of the crew manages to be worse than everything else they put out with far more unlikable characters that I'd rather bash over the head with a fucking shovel, put it in the back trunk of their car, and then push it into the sea. So you would recommend this game, <laughs> I, I I do have actually like a serious question. Um, okay. It, so obviously this game was uh, held back from review copies uh, because they had insisted that they wanted the online experience to be you know up and enabled and ready to go so that people would get the full experience. My question is, from what you've played so far, how is that online experience, and do you think it was necessary to have to judge the game? First of all, I don't. I don't know why they didn't just flat out make this game online only because it's so much harder to complete missions offline than it is online. Like, I don't, 
uh, do you remember like our Far Cry 4 session, Jared? I, I do remember it. I, I like despite our little um, uh, escapades, like kind of like crashing to each other. I think it was far easier to take outposts, you know, together than it was alone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you came to my world and we were doing like early level outposts. So so the crew is that times a thousand. Like it's it, there are some missions in the crew that are pretty much impossible to finish on your own. But the second you get a crew, then you can clear it no problem. So it's like, you know, it's it, it it's actually easier to compare uh, the crew to an MMO than it is to compare it to a racing game because it, it feels a lot less like they paid attention to racing game mechanics and far more that they paid attention to MMO mechanics. And the, the only problem with that is even MMORPGs don't do this shit anymore, right? MMORPGs allow you to solo on your own and see content on your own and kind of progress at a comfortable rate. But in the old days, you would need like a ton of characters to go ahead and complete a dungeon, and the crew does the same thing. Like the more cars you have on the road, the easier it is going to be to uh, box in opponents or destroy their cars, or to uh, make sure you have a good plan to weave through traffic and get this this preserved car to safety. You know, it's just I I just don't understand why there's an option to play offline at all in this game. It just does the game feature microtransactions. Yes, it does. Any cur- any currency that you can. Uh, spend on a car part you can get crew points for which is like you trade in your real world money and you get those points and then you could buy it uh, supposedly for cheaper than you would just earning credits normally through the game um you have to synchronize the map like you do in every ubisoft game ever so why do you climb to synchronize the map <laughs> it, this is the only one you don't climb in but you still have to find a tower you're in a car i mean i assume where you still have to find towers well, there's there's a tower that you find. It's like a radio tower, but you don't climb it. You know, you just drive over there and then sink it up. Do you do you see a way that they could make you climb them? Probably yeah, right. drive like this big spiral thing. Maybe up. You yeah, catch it in. <laughs> give you give you a ton of ramps just to make these ridiculous jumps to get up there. Your car just has like fun, a though. your car has like a grapple on top of it. <laughs> All of those things actually sound fun though. Um, no, well, Ubisoft manages to take fun things. And make them very terrible. Like well, I used that's to why love, you don't get to do any of those things and just get to like drive up to them. I, I used to <laughs> really love like racing games and the crew is. Just, I mean, there's nothing about it that's exciting. And the cars remind me of the cars in Watch Dogs because supposedly Watch Dogs will let you customize cars, but every single option they gave was like bland and boring. And uh, and I, I don't know the camera work in this game bugs me so much. I think this is my favorite criticism that you have of the game. <laughs> what did you say in chat? You said that like you'd never seen a car look as though it was getting ready to have gay sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like these really fine kind of fucking explicit close-ups of the cars all the time, right? And it's kind of random shots, and it's 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 like. Like, really fucking, like, I was talking about uh, 60 frames per second porn earlier, and that's basically what this looks like, only for cars. Does it feel like a giant car ad, kind of? I mean, I guess, because... Like, are are these real-world cars? Yeah, I mean, you have Ford, you have, um... Well, I've only driven my... I've only driven Ford cars so far, but they they feature Ford a lot. Can they be destroyed? That used to be the old, like, hang-up for having real cars in your game, right? Is they wouldn't allow you to, like, demolish the car... They could be destroyed, but they magically kind of look better over time. You have to repair them because they have health bars. Mm. Um, but like cars do. Yeah, like cars <laughs> do. 
but they kind of magically restore themselves after a while, and it's um, you know, but I, I, the the problem with the cars is that everything is really kind of outdated. Everyone, everything's like a 2011 or 2012 model. Um, Not only that, you know, but I've, so, seen, I've seen some of the pictures and like the upgrades make no fucking sense. Yeah, the upgrades make no sense. It, it it bugs me so much that it like literally rips apart your car when you want to customize it because it'll like pull off the front bumper. And you're replacing front bumpers, but you can't tell if it's going to look good in your car or not because you can't actually see what it looks like like it does in every other fucking racing game on the planet, right? Or every fucking game that has a car in it. Um, and the upgrade, the upgrades are nonsensical. I got an air system part. I got a tire part. What the fuck is a tire part? Um, it's part of what tire? It's probably, it's probably <laughs> the, the rim, maybe. Yeah, you get rims, too. No, I, don't I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like... The little stem have, where you put the air in. It's just a thread that keeps it together. If there was like they, if there was DLC that got you like a big twenty inch like floppy dildo that just strapped to the hood of the car and flopped back and forth while you drove around, would you buy that? Um, <laughs> I already feel like the car does have a floppy dildo on it. The way they keep doing those shots because you said something about the gay sex shot, right? It's like it's like basically these two cars spin into each other in super slow motion and super close on one's front bumper and super close on the other's back bumper and they're just like like just getting in there for that big French car kiss and just like nearly kind of miss each other and and it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen like even Fast and the Furious doesn't shoot their movies this way it's like you know Fast and the Furious understands what if you, even if you don't like the movies Fast and the Furious understands what its customers want right they're coming in to see this action. They're coming in to see these cars. You know, give them what they want. Like, it's like the crew studied a ton of Fast and Furious movies, but they didn't actually learn any fucking lessons from them. And they were like, just like, uh, I don't know. It feels like an idiot trying to mimic, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say like a Van Gogh painting because Fast and Furious isn't nearly that good. But but by um, comparison, perhaps. Yeah, by comparison, exactly. Um, it's so- really... Fast and the Furious becomes Citizen Kane. Hey, thanks to the crew, Fast and the Furious becomes Citizen Kane. I would, I would most definitely rather watch Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift than continue to play the crew. And it's like kind of like, I haven't tried it yet, but the crew missions sound like the most unfun thing in the game because it's an hour to two hours of driving of a race where you just have to keep hitting the nitro and just keep going for... Like, who the fuck wants to play that? Who thought that would be a good idea to put in these fucking endurance matches for racing? How do, um, how do you lose? Do you, is it just like coming in last, or is it like the first person to quit? I think it's, I think it's just like coming in last. That'd be kind and of look, a neat people, mode. And look, people do do that in like GTA, right? They'll go to GTA Five online and they'll just like set the max amount of races just to be kind of stupid about it. But that's optional. It's not like an actual thing that you have to do. And and oh my god, the crew does like just so much shit that I hate. If you ignore the story long enough, the game will like the character will be like, hey. Don't forget, I want you to go do this stupid fucking thing. Oh, what are you doing? Driving New York City right now? Well, you better come to New York, back to Detroit, because I want you to do this thing next. And it's like, just please shut the fuck up and let me play the game how I want to play it. And I, I, like, I don't understand why they do this. I don't understand why Ubisoft keeps pushing these absolutely fucking terrible storylines and patting themselves on the back like it's fucking hard. You know, it's, it's like, and their original IPs are even worse, because at least with, like, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and all that kind of stuff, they got a little bit... A time to get some kind of formula down. It's not the best formula, but with like shit like Watch Dogs and the crew, they come out with these with these storylines that sound at least kind of fucking. Like the crew is isn't it, why, 
No, no, let me go back. Why does the crew have a fucking storyline? It's a racing game. I don't want a fucking storyline. I want to get my car and race. <laughs> I think this game's going to break you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought it was going to be the crew? <laughs> Leave it to the crew. I mean, it's been a slowly waged war across multiple releases. So one question, uh, Jay. You have customization for the cars. Can you make, like, a donk? Or is uh, it enough fun? A donk? Like, yeah, a donk. A donk. Yeah. Like a what? A badonk. A donk is a ridiculously decorated car, usually a really cheap one where they put enormous tires and paint them in stupid colors. I've never heard like, I've never heard that term before. That's because you're from Utah. So you're, you're no. trying to You're basically We're trying to white something like <laughs> <laughs> Well, which uh, reminds me that there's a, a you know, they love to repeat lines. So there's like this this black dude where if you're racing his car, if you fuck it up too much, he goes, don't fuck up my whip. Don't fuck up again. my whip. Yeah. You guys do say that. Is there whipping in this game? Yeah, it just calls the whip. You know, Can you whip other people with a whip? There, Jared. Yeah. Just don't fuck up my whip. Oh, did you, yeah, link, me? Did you link me to a dong? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, to answer your question, so Lucy, you're basically looking for something like you can do in Saints Row, right? Yeah, I mean, if I want to make like a ridiculous car... You know, um, so to answer your question, can I get like a Crown Victoria, put like 36 inch rims on it, that uh, cost more than quite. the car, and paint it like purple? Not quite. There, you can you can get different. Um, uh, they're they're called different specs, right? If you think of like a class spec in an RPG, they're different specs. You can get like an off road spec. You can get like a street spec. Okay. Um, and so these these different specs will kind of change the overall look of the car. Um, you know, but aside from that, the customizations are kind of so minor. It's like you're going into a regular dealership and just picking out what you kind of want on the cars. So nothing super. It doesn't feel super street, right? It feels like really kind of clean and sterile. And that's so the it's not even like that, interesting car customization. Yeah, it, it's it's like it's the same problem that Watch Dogs had. And I guess the most interesting you can make it is you can get certain decals sometimes that might look cool, but the the decals are really expensive and. Uh, I think they only represent some like three countries. I think you can only get like the American decal, the Canadian decal, and like the French decal, and a bunch of different designs on those flags. Yeah. So there's nothing there which, for it. Which isn't even, you know, it's not even the, the right countries for for tuna cars, right? That's it's true. Like, where's my where 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 where's like Japan like, and Mexico? Yeah, where's Japan, Mexico? You know, it, oh god, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's 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 exhausting that to play yet another Ubisoft game. It's just like every other fucking Ubisoft game, and they can't even be bothered to actually work in the genre that they picked. So so, so let's recount. We have bad driving, bad plot, boring characters, shitty online, shitty missions, Ubisoft problems. Can I, can, can I tell you about the online some more? Because here's the thing about the online. Here's the here's the here's the really fucked up thing, right? It's literally always online. Like, you get on there, and it's like you're kind of on an MMO server. where You go on World of Warcraft, and there are always other characters around. So in the open, in the regular open world of uh, the crew, it's always going to dump you into some large lobby that's always going to have a ton of other cars just driving around the road like assholes, right? Um, but once you get into the missions, the missions are like solo play. And uh, the, here's the, the main difference for me is the pause button. Inside a mission, you can pause the mission. In solo play, but if you're on the world map, 
with all the other players, you can't pause. And it makes no sense to me why they would make that design choice. Like, oh, here you are just kind of bullshitting around, and here's a ton of other players for no reason. But on missions where you might actually need someone, here's no one. Um, <laughs> and not only that, but you always have to see, like, no matter where they are, a, another player can be, like, literally 26 miles away from your car, and you will always see their little fucking name on your screen. And it just clutters up everything. So I can't fucking look where I'm going. I can't fucking take a decent screenshot because names are always on there. I don't give a fuck about these people. And if you go to any other MMO, you can turn the names off. I don't have to deal with this shit of World of Warcraft. Pay a fucking attention. <laughs> so I think we lost you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about Hearthstone. I want just for like, just for like five seconds... Because okay. uh, the new Hearthstone expansion came out yesterday. It's called Goblins vs. Gnomes. And uh, it introduced like 200 new cards to the set. And it was, I was really excited because I like Hearthstone. And it came out and then it broke Battle.net for pretty much the whole day. Um, it And so if you were able to log into the server, then you got to keep playing. But if you, for any reason, closed the client and tried to log back in, you wouldn't be able to sign into Battle.net, and so you just wouldn't be able to play the game again. Um, and one of the streamers, like one of the most famous streamers, his his name's Amaz, um, he had 56,000 people watching his stream, and he had promised to open up 420 packs of the new cards, which is, uh, that for retail, that's got to be like, four or five hundred dollars worth of cards probably jesus um but of course and and so he's the most popular one like the next highest stream has like twenty thousand people watching it maybe um but for whatever reason he gets kicked off the game and is unable to get back on and he keeps trying because nobody knew at the time how long the game was going to be down and uh this culminated in my favorite moment of the past week where fifty six thousand people uh, watched him order McDonald's breakfast on their website. <laughs> <laughs> Easily oh, my wow. favorite thing that, that happened. Um, I'm actually extra bummed because for pretty much everybody, the game is back to working today. Um, but mine is still broken. And I'm part of like this small subset of people uh, for whom the game crashed while they were trying to buy cards, and so now I can't buy cards. I'm locked out of the shop. And did you did you submit the ticket like I told you to? I did, and they gave me two free packs of cards, which which is nice. Oh. But what I would really like is for the game to work. <laughs> um, so I opened the packs, and there was nothing good in it. And so now I have two packs. And the thing is, is like most everybody else playing this game just like tore through the whole set. And if you go online these cards are like pretty major game changers in a lot of cases. Uh, And I I have no recourse for a lot of what's out there. Like there's nothing to counter a lot of what people have. So (laughs) it's a little bit of a bummer to take all your old shitty decks and try and go up against people who have the new cool stuff. But I'm assuming they gave me packs because they know that this is going to be a while. (laughs) (laughs) And they thought, well, God, he's going to want to play at least a little bit. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's my experience with the new Hearthstone. So my the moral of the story is it looks pretty fun. <laughs> it looks, when other people play me and beat me with the new cards, it looks like they're having a great time. <laughs> no, it's a shame. 
That reminds me of my my warlord my my warlord's of a trainer experience. I basically just become a shut in now. I just hang out at my garrison all day and never leave. And I just send my little followers off on missions and I do a little bit of gardening and I do a little bit of fishing and then I sign off every day. Well, that That's sounds my like life, a blast. <laughs> well, I like it feels like it feels like, you know, I'm not making progress if I'm not working in my garrison. So what it what's been so, happening is I've either got stuff I gotta do out in the world, like meeting the royal family, or I've gotta like review something for enemy slime. So I'm like working on, on Far Cry Four, I'm working on the crew, or I'm working on something something else for the site, and so it's like, okay, I don't have that much long to play World of the Trainer, but I can go in, I can do my little micromanagement of all my peoples and then I can log back out and I've just done that day after day after day. And so basically back. your minions <laughs> are playing World of Warcraft for you? It's not, it's not even like that. It's more like a Facebook game at, at this point. <laughs> you know what it's like? Oh, much it sounds like the, uh, like the world table in, in Inquisition. So. Yeah. Actually, yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and, but that's the, like, like, but, and that's the thing because my followers are like leveling up. So all my, like half of my followers are level 100 now. I'm still level 96, but they're getting up there. It's really sad, but I'm really okay. addicted. So. <laughs> Okay. Should we talk a little bit about uh, Telltale? No, I don't think anybody wants to hear about that. Because they had they had two games that they launched in the last three weeks. Oh, did we not talk about Game of Thrones? We never talked about Game of Thrones, nor did we talk about Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, that's true. So and, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Game, of, Game of Thrones did come out. And it was actually... I, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, Jay, we've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast. Jay's method for playing video games... Kind of, I was going to wait before I played Game of Thrones, but his, his live stream approach to relaying how how a game is going, I started to get scared about like spoilers and stuff. So I just went ahead and bought it. I was like, I don't know if I can wait. But I, I didn't spoil it. No, you you didn't. Yeah. To your credit, but you you there were moments where I was like, I don't think I should keep reading this. I want to, <laughs> I want to experience it. Not through I, the eyes of Jay. It's nothing against Jay. His eyes are great. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of you kind of pushed me to buy it. I was like, <laughs> and but it, was, it wasn't a bad buy. It was good. Twisted, no, twisted his arm, Jay. It was really good. I liked it. Um, it plays a lot like every other Telltale game. Like that that model is pretty solid right now. Um, I'm trying to think if there's really like any interesting gameplay deviations from it, and I would say no. I well, I don't, I don't think there's. Uh, it's it's like it's even more action oriented than uh, Walking Dead season two was, which you, is um. You do have a lot of kind of interesting choices, and, and I think I think that's where, I think that's where it really starts to shine because um, I think when you start out the episode, it's not like the most interesting or stellar thing, and to me, it feels like they have too much of a fan wink at the very top of it. Uh, I think you know you know what I'm talking about, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as it goes on, when you take control of this girl, Mira, Mira Farster, and uh, that's when you really feel like you're in an episode of Game of Thrones, and it makes you really excited because it makes you feel like you're actually playing the Game of Thrones with the wordplay and the cunning and talking yourself out of dangerous political situations and all that kind of stuff. I will say one, one way that the game feels a lot different is, you know, that classic telltale complaint that we have where you make a choice and then no matter what the choice was, the exact same thing happens. Um, 
that could be the case here. It's still a little too early to say, but it feels like you are pretty dramatically affecting like relationships sometimes. Like uh, with the King's Landing segment, it it really feels like there are like three people's allegiance who you can earn, and you know, depending on who you pick, you might lose the other person's favor. And, and then I think with House Forrester again, there's someone that you have to choose over the other, and I think that yeah. Yeah, that looks like that could have some like long-running repercussions. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see you know how we how we keep going, but I like it a lot. I mean, um, I think definitely if you're a fan of a Telltale game, and I think definitely if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you need to do this one. And the same, I would pretty much stamp the same recommendation on Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, it has a a pretty nice kind of return to uh, humor. That, that Telltale hasn't really had lately. Like now, nowadays they just make depressing, you know, games where everybody dies and it's a real bummer. And or you say the Walking Dead was a comedy. You find severed heads on steps, and I, I don't know. It's a little bit of a downer. Um, but uh, Tales from the Borderlands is very much the opposite, where it's a very like well written, funny game. It has Patrick Warburton in it. I mean, shit. What else do you need? So, so what do you? What kind of choices do you have? Do you like fight with your team over loot? There's <laughs> so the the way the story works is you are you're living on this like Hyperion space station above Pandora, and you get edged out from this promotion that you were lined up for by this gigantic douche who's <laughs> played played by Patrick Warburton. Like it's perfect, and um, you kind of intercept some plans that he has to purchase a vault key. And you go down onto the planet to to actually buy it before he can. Um, and meanwhile, there's this second character that you control, the two main characters, basically. And you, it turns out the second character is this female con artist who is selling a fake vault key um, and is, is planning, of course, to sell it to you. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. I was kind of torn because there's this there's this interesting dynamic where... At first, I, I kind of groaned when they're like, oh, we're buying a vault key because I was, that's that's just such a Borderlands story, right? To be like, oh, we're going to open a vault. Um, and so I was, I was kind of like, ah, that's, that sucks. That's the best they could come up with. And then I found out the key was fake. And you find out, too, because it gets like involved in this kind of grab for it. And the key falls to the ground and like shatters in front of everybody. And it was this great moment, but then by the end of the first episode, you are back to finding a vault key. Like, your characters just happen to stumble upon a vault key. And it sounds really trite when I describe it. And I guess it is kind of trite. Um, I, yeah, I'm good a, job. I'm a little bummed. I'm a little bummed <laughs> that that's the story that they fell back on. But I'm I'm still interested to see what they do with it. Because they've already taken a pretty subversive route to get to the point that they're at right now. So... I mean, the, the way that you describe it, it reminds me of um, a game that had, like, a lot of potential and then turned into one of the worst games I ever played. And what was that? Um, Indigo Prophecy. I don't think this will go the way Indigo Prophecy's going. But just the opening was, like, really promising because you were playing, like, both sides of this really kind of compelling thing. And, um, you know, you had this... At, at first, you had this really, this really like... Um, this feeling, this 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 feeling of pressure of what am I going to do? Because here you are, this one guy who's trying to clear up his murder, uh, you know, uh, hide this murder that he did, and here you are, these detectives who are investigating the murder. And uh, I don't know, I I thought that was really, 
I, I just like the stuff like that where you take the two different perspectives, the uh, conflicting perspectives. I like it too. And I, so, like, to give you an idea on choices that you make in the game, there's there's a few that are um, kind of all over the place. I, I really like there's this moment where you're doing the deal with the fake key. And the way that this con artist has worked it out is she's actually gotten someone else to sell the key to you, and he believes that the key is real, which makes him do like a really good job of selling it. Um, but he starts to get suspicious because you show up and you're not the person that he originally brokered the deal with, and uh, he starts to kind of back out and eventually decides to leave entirely, which isn't what either of the main characters wants, because the guy on the space station wants to buy the key, and the con artist wants him to sell the key so she can get all the money. Um, and so you're playing as, as Reese, who's the, the guy who lives on the space station. And as this, as this seller is walking away from you, you're presented with the option to, uh, the, the game calls it break his heart or blow his mind. Uh, and and (laughs) both of these choices are to convince him to stay and sell you the key. And, uh, so if you, I, I picked blow his mind and you do like this impassioned speech about like how this moment is going to be you know, the one moment that he's ever going to have and, and he's going to wonder what if for the rest of his life, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, you deliver this speech and then it when you get to the other girl's point of view and you watch the same scenario go down, you make the choice and then the, the Reese basically just gets on his knees and is like, please, 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 like doesn't actually <laughs> deliver the speech or anything like that. It's like, please, you got to give it to me. <laughs> So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that that's kind of fun to watch from the two characters' perspectives to to see how they work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's nice it's fun to see that company have a sense of humor again. Um, maybe to give you an idea of another choice, there is one gun that you get to handle during the course of the game, and that gun has a single bullet in it. It's just a derringer that goes up your sleeve. And uh, you're only given the opportunity to use it once, and it's to shoot it or save the bullet. And I shot it, and I, I immediately was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Right. So now I'm going to play the rest of this game wondering what could have happened if I had my stupid bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how long-lasting that repercussion is, but I guess we'll see. But yeah, lots of fun. Really... Uh, Really unique. I thought that it was going to be a lot different than how it actually turned out. It's it's a really cool game. There's a lot of action segments, but none of the characters are particularly adept at fighting. And so you kind of... There's a lot of, you know, fumbling around and messing things up. And like I said, there's really no gunplay to speak of. It's everybody shooting at you while you run away. <laughs> and uh, it, it sounds less interesting than it is. It's, it's a pretty cool dynamic. So, yeah, Tales from the Borderlands, available at a uh, at a store near you. If you like Telltale, I would pick up both those games. I think they're both pretty stellar. Cool. Should we finish with Persona? I don't know, man. We're already like an hour and a half. We are. How how much do you have to say about it? Is it better to retain it for next week? And Yeah, I think we could retain it for next week. All right, cool. Can we at least, can we at least do a Friendship Corner for Liberation? Uh... So, <laughs> you haven't played it, have you? What did we call it? Lady knife kill, kill murder. Yeah, let's just, let's just keep calling it Lady Stab. Investigation Corner. Um, what did what did I do last? I went and I f- I met like my mentor in the swamp. Um, let me let me say this about Liberation. So first of all, I find it, uh, I find it 
kind of ironic that nobody saw an issue with making the character's primary ability changing clothes. Um, <laughs> like that's the that's the unique thing that the first female assassin brings I, to the table is she can change her outfits. I I feel like I feel like she comes just as all of that stuff was starting up. Like I feel like Liberation come, came out just as odd stuff because I re- I remember when I heard the Liberation announcement, I was actually pretty excited about the prospect of this like half white, half black female assassin. I'm like, you know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, support this title. So I pre-ordered it despite not having uh, Vita. That's actually how you ended up with it because my my family got me the uh, the bundle for Liberation. Uh-huh. So I. I, I feel like there were a lot of these complaints at the time, and no one really knew. You know, they just wanted more um, female characters in general, but no one would ever actually do anything positive towards that. So I feel like this was like just before I flat out ignored it. So this is like at the very, very start. I think of the, all that I stuff. think the model works. Like I think the design works, and and it's a sound like system that they've put in there. Um, it just feels. I, I don't know. It just it just feels weird that it passed QA like or not QA, but that it passed like the design phase. And nobody was like, guys, don't you see that people might not like this? And you know what? To, guys, to their credit, guys, don't you see? To their credit, I never the actually is heard. Just the worst, Fast and the Furious. I, I never heard anybody guys, complain about guys, this. Guys, don't you see so. that the story for Watch Dogs is from 1990? You know what else is interesting about Liberation? And maybe it's just because you're playing as a woman, but I feel like I'm being harassed a lot more in the street. Like, I feel like when I walk down the street, guys come up to me a lot more and are like pushing me. And <laughs> it <laughs> when, that, might, that might be. I mean, people flirt with you in this game. That's definitely true. But. You know, it, ha- it happens in all the Assassin's Creed. There's like that guy that you like bump into and you run 10 steps and, and he's still behind you and he like comes up behind you and shoves you really hard. Um, yeah. It's just a lot creepier when it happens to her. Like, there's something weird about being followed and harassed by these by these dudes. But anyway, I, I cleared through the swamp missions, and now I'm back in the town, and people are mad because people have been disappearing from the town. Yeah. Um, and I haven't I haven't proceeded past that point. My my notoriety has gotten really high on all the personas, and so I need to do some work on bringing that down. So, so it's it's probably better to just bring it down on uh, on the lady, mm-hmm. because the lady's gonna kind of give you your most uh, maneuverability, uh, just regular maneuverability on the street. I don't think it's worth it at all to bring it down on the assassin. Uh, there's not that many battles, you know. It's like just, and the second you kill someone as the assassin, it's just gonna spike right back up. So, yeah, and I think the assassin is yellow all the time, no matter what. So yeah, exactly. I mean, the slave can climb. I'm not really sure what my incentive to be the assassin is, aside from I look cool. I uh, I don't know. Uh, this is I mean, it just you look cool. I mean, you need anything else? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's pretty good. I look cool, but I get caught easily. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> but you look good doing it. But yeah, anyway, um, I did I did make some pretty good progress in that actually. So uh, I don't. I don't know if I'll keep going. I probably will. I mean, may as well see where things go. I'm not particularly interested in the story. It hasn't really done a lot for me. And I, I, I don't think once you find out the reason people are disappearing, it's like it's like another. It's I I love how Ubisoft made a game about slavery and they kind of 
avoid it yet again actually talking about slavery, which is what they do with liberation. Um, so I don't know that I want to want to spoil it, but it's like it's like the people are that Avalon ends up rescuing later on. They're slaves, but they're not because they all volunteered for it because Louisiana is so bad for some reason. Um, and it's just like really fucking bizarre that it wasn't just a slavery story. That was like some kind of very weird scheme on the part of the Templars. So I don't know. It sounds like a treat. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I I feel like before this Ubisoft fatigue stepped uh, stepped in, that Liberation would have at least felt like a better game. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I said, it, it's 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 a lot like three, and it's got a lot of the same problems that I have with three. Uh. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. It's okay. It's good enough. But um, I almost forgot. We have an email this week. Should we? Oh. Should we? Should we do that? Yeah, let's do the email. This one's actually. This one is from uh, a buddy of ours. Uh, so thanks for thanks for sending this in. This is from uh, Tycho. Is the the name that he's operating on? I'm sure some of you guys remember him. Ah, uh, yeah, Tycho. So uh, he sent us an email. He says, "I'm normally a PC gamer, but I picked up a Wii U as an early Christmas present to myself." I bought the Super Mario 3D World bundle, and I plan to pick up Smash Brothers and Mario Kart 8 as soon as possible. What other games would you recommend I pick up for the Wii U at this point? Also, I bought Assassin's Creed Edge Shaving Cream. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for taking the bullet on that one, Cycle. We appreciate yeah, seriously. It. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I'm the only one that has a Wii U still, right? Yep, you're the only one. So I guess I'd recommend him to buy games on a different system. <laughs> that's I don't think that's fair. Um, I, will, I will pick up Bayonetta two if I had a Wii U. Uh, so I, I guess maybe Bayonetta two. I haven't had a chance to play that one yet, so I can't. Would, would Tycho play Bayonetta two? Is that like his cup of tea? Maybe he it's, might be cast into the fire as a hell for that one. It seems like he might not enjoy that one uh, <laughs> as much as some of some of the other options. Um, I, this might be two insider for our listeners. I can tell you, uh, skip Pikmin 3, at least in my opinion, skip Pikmin 3. Um, Hyrule Warriors is like a maybe, maybe. Um, when, I actually play Hyrule Warriors at a friend's house, and it's okay. So, you know, yeah, if you like Dynasty right. Warriors, it's okay. If you don't like Dynasty Warriors, don't get it. Yeah, I think, I think that's always kind of in my stance on it, like... Um, if you're a, if you're a Zelda fan and not a Dynasty Warriors fan, this isn't this it. isn't the right game. Um, Wind Waker HD is worth picking up, um, it, unless of course you have like really played Wind Waker to death. There's there's not a lot that's dramatically different, but if you missed it on the GameCube or you're like me and you never beat it, it's it's a nice one to go back and play again. Um, oh, the most important one, Rayman Legends. Uh, which I actually might still say is the best game on the Wii U. I, it's pretty close, at least. Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, and and I guess Mario 3D World. Yeah, that's weird. I don't hear any RPG maker on your list, Jarrett. <laughs> is there a Wii U RPG maker? No. Okay. No. Should there should there be? Should there be? I'm so I don't know. They, they, they didn't, they, didn't they do an RPG maker for the uh, PlayStation? It was really terrible. I don't remember. I remember a Fighter Maker. Oh, my God. Oh, Fire yeah. That was do, you guys, do you guys remember Fighter Maker? 
Yeah, Jesus Christ, that was bad. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I guess just buy Rayman Legends. Um, Donkey, Donkey Kong Country, maybe. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, maybe. A lot of it kind of depends on you, but uh, Rayman Legends is definitely one that I can recommend. If you're doing couch co-op, or not couch co-op, but if you're like having multiplayer and having people over for parties and stuff, um, Nintendo Land, you really can't go wrong with either. Um, and that's probably pretty cheap right now. I don't think Nintendo Land's going to like set you back a bunch of money. But I think it comes for the system. Uh, I don't think it came with, I, I don't think it would have come with the the bundle that he picked up. But I don't know. That's on him. So, yeah, that's your problem, buddy. But, uh, yeah, that one's really good. Like, that's worth it for Mario Chase alone. Like, that that game is maybe the best, that, that game is the best demonstration of what kind of things you could do with the Wii U. And uh, it's it's pretty fun. It doesn't, doesn't really get old. If you have friends. I, I don't imagine playing Mario Chase without friends is very fun at all. Oh yeah, it's it would be really bad to play by yourself. So I mean, if you're if you're playing the Wii U by yourself, there's actually not really that much to do. Um, like Mario Kart Eight's okay, but it's really more fun with people. I guess the best thing you could do is buy an amiibo and fight the amiibo over and over again in Smash oh, Bros. God. <laughs> Did I mention I can't beat my amiibo anymore? You can't beat your amiibo? It leveled up to the point where I can't beat it. It's really good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's not super fun. Jared, bad at games. <laughs> bad at games. Anyway, I think I think that's it. That's a that's a good enough uh list there. So, uh Oh shit, I think that's everything. We'll we'll come back to you next week with Persona and spend a lot more time on it. Yes. Um, the this is the this is the first like week coming up where I think nothing big has been released. N- nothing mm-hmm. really comes to mind. So things will kind of settle down a little bit, and we can take some more time to decompress and maybe uh, reflect, talk about stuff that we want to talk about longer. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk shit about Ubisoft because they've earned it. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, we got plenty. It needs to be a disappointment work. cast. Yeah, I think I think we should. I think we should do a negative negative cast of some kind. We should. Um, where we can pick our least favorite things of the year. Um, so, I mean, what is it, like, just five games? So, like, uh, The Crew, Watch Dogs, Evil Within. See, my list is actually different. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, totally different. Um, but I, I don't want to ruin it. Let's let's uh, think think on this. Maybe next week we'll make it our negative I cast. don't have to think. My, 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 my list is already in my head. Well, I already have three ready to go. Everybody else, think of your worst experiences of the year, the the things that were uh, just the least pleasant to you, and we'll talk about them next week. Um, I don't. We haven't really decided what we're doing for the holidays either. Last year, both of our podcast days fell on Christmas and New Year's Eve, and this year we're the day before. So I don't know if you guys want to take a two week break or not. I guess we can talk about that a little further. See what we want to do. But uh, but yeah, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for thanks for playing the hit new uh, game Sonic or or sitcom. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime. Same on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Give us give us a rating. Maybe we should try to drive that a little bit. Give us give us one of those like five star ratings. That'd be real sweet of you. Um, and yeah, I think with that we are.